Welcome to Strange Phenomena, the music of Kate Bush. I am Cecily, and this week we are going to be talking about the second track on the second side of Kate Bush's album, The Sensual World. We're going to be talking about Between a Man and a Woman. everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of A Strange Phenomena, the music of Kate Bush. Now on to track seven, making our way through the central world, more than halfway there, too, once I realized it. And we're talking about between a man and a woman. This episode's going to be a little bit different than usual. I don't do many of these kind of episodes, but they come up every so often, And what kind of episode is that, you might say? Well, an episode where it's just me this week. I did that for the episode about the seer and night-scented stock, and I believe that was it? I think those have been the only two songs so far where it's just been me for the episode. I was unable to get a fan for this week's song. And so I thought, well, I'm just going to do what I usually do with all my notes and talking about the story behind the song and the quotes and everything. And it's just going to be me this time. Why not? Might as well. So like I said, this week we're talking about the song Between a Man and a Woman, which is the seventh track on Kate Bush's sixth album, The Sensual World. As far as production goes... We have Stuart Elliott on drums. We have Adele Palmer on the bass. We have a cello. We have a cello from Jonathan Williams. And Alan Stivell on Celtic harp and backing vocals. I know of Alan Stivell because of his work with one of my favorite artists, Nolwenn Lecroix. If you're familiar with French music, French language music, he's worked a lot with her. And there are some performances on YouTube, I can't think of any off the top of my head, where she's performed with him. So he's very well known in the Celtic music community for his work. And he was on this song. And actually, fun fact, Flashing forward a little bit to the Red Shoe season, she sings on one of his songs. Um, That's going to be coming up in the Red Shoe season. So that's what we have production-wise. And what I have to say about the production on this song, it feels very dense. Uh, So, you know, before I go and record any of these, whether I'm sticking myself in front of the mic and talking like this, or when I'm calling somebody on Skype or their phone or anything like that, I always listen to the song just a couple of times to kind of get in the groove of it, just so it's like fresh in my mind when I go and I talk about it. And I like how the production on this song is very dense. It feels in a way like The Fog, where there's so much going on. And it's also very, you hear a lot of the strings in there. And especially knowing that there's a cello in there. I love the sound of the cello. If I had been able to play 
any kind of stringed instrument in the orchestra, I would have liked to have played the cello. Granted, it would have been very heavy and a bit heavy to carry around and everything, but I love the sound of it. It's it's got this deep, rich sound, which I think adds a lot to the production on Between a Man and a Woman. As for a story behind the song, there's actually there's not a whole lot about the story of this song. It's just that it's an album track. I do feel like we are in album track territory, <laughs> to use a term from a podcast that I've recently gotten into called Track by Track. And they will talk about, oh, yes, we're in album track territory, which is <laughs> a little bit true. So in other words, you know, it's, it's a song that you, the fans are going to know because it wasn't released as a single. This didn't even appear as a B-side anywhere. So it's really only something you would hear if you got the album, The Central World, or maybe if you had a friend who made a mixed CD or, in this case, 1989, making a mixtape. Mix That's how you would have heard of this. So not a whole lot about the story behind it or if it's appeared anywhere else. Now, Kate has talked actually quite a bit about this song. But before we get to that, um, as for what the song is about, so... I feel like this is one of the more straightforward songs, I think, on the album where there's not a lot of ambiguity as to what it's about. Although there are a couple of lines that come up later that I kind of think to myself, hmm, which ones do you mean? Okay. And that is not interfering in a relationship. Um, whether it's seeing indeed like a man and a woman arguing or two men arguing or two women arguing that the idea of a third party or you have somebody who is who maybe they're watching on the outside and they're watching on the outside and they go, oh, wait, I want to come in and I want to help you. And then you end up just like fucking things up. Uh, and that's basically what Kate has said about the song as well. So like I said, Kate has talked a lot about this song, which I think is really interesting, although this was still the point in her career where Kate Bush was talking a lot about her songs. This is from uh, Len Brown in the Realm of the Senses, NME, UK, October 7th, 1989. She says, It's about a relationship being a very finely balanced thing that can be easily thrown off by a third party. The whole thing really came from a line in The Godfather. Heck, going for one of the movies. You know, we know that Kate loves her movies. During some family argument, when Marlon Brando says, don't interfere, it's between a man and a woman. It's exploring the idea of trying to keep a relationship together, how outside forces can break into it, dot, 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 rubbish, really, but I quite like the cello. So actually a little bit on that. It was not Marlon Brando, actually, who spoke that line. If you've seen the movie, if you're familiar with uh, with the story, it's actually said by Mama Corleone, who is played by Morgana King. During a family dinner scene, Sonny Corleone responds angrily when his sister's husband tells her to shut up. And Mama Corleone admonishes Sonny for interfering by basically just saying, don't interfere. So that's who actually says it. It's not Marlon Brando. And actually, here's a clip right here. Instead of making big money. Well, Papa never talked business at the table in front of the kids. Hey, shut up, Connie. Hey, don't you ever tell her to shut up. You got that? Don't interfere. 
Yeah, so that's actually the quote from the first Godfather movie, uh, where she says that. So it's the it's Mama Corleone and not Marlon Brando who says that quote. But at any rate, another song inspired by a movie. We all know that Kate loves her movies, so it's no wonder. No wonder. I don't think we've actually have gotten to a movie-related song yet on um, The Central World. There's usually at least one per album, I've noticed. So that's where she talks about, like, the seed of the song. And it started with this quote from The Godfather. And she further elaborates here in Steve Sutherland, The Language of Love, Melody Maker, on October 21st, 1989. So right around the time that the album was released. Quote, it is perhaps about how you actually have that choice sometimes, whether to interfere or not. You know, there's this tendency to want to leap in and take over and control. Oh, I know best. When I think a relationship is a very delicate balance, it's very easily tipped and then needs to be refound again. And now on for the production. It's like, whoa, girl, she's talking about the production on this one. This is from Tony Horkins. What Katie Did Next, International Musician, December 1989. So a few months after The Sensual World dropped in record stores. Quote, that was, let's get a groove going at the piano in a pretty straightforward Fairlight pattern. Then we got the drummer in, and I thought that maybe it was taking on a slightly 60s feel. Not that it is. Side note, mm, maybe a little bit in the beginning, but... Mm. Anyway, continue. So we got Alan Murphy in to play guitar, who unfortunately wasn't credited a printing error. Like, really? What? He played some smashing guitar. Then I wanted to work with the cellist again, because I think the cello is such a beautiful instrument. I totally agree. I find it very male and female, not one or the other. He's actually the only player that I've ever written out music for. <laughs> They're lucky if they get chord charts normally. And as a side note, yes, because we've we've talked about another uh, quotes and with people work who have worked with Kate, that Kate Bush is not someone who's you know quote unquote traditional musician, and that is like you've gone to school and you've studied composition and you know how to write on the sheet music and blah blah blah. We a lot of the times when people talk about working with Kate, she she's oh I'm you know she's going for a feeling or something like that. Whereas yeah, a lot of session musicians were like well, okay, well, but what chord am I supposed to play? Is this A minor? Is this G? What is this supposed to play here? So I, I kind of thought that was interesting there because she's just kind of going into her kind of her recording process with other people. And to continue on that, we were just playing around with a groove. We actually had a second verse that was similar to the first, and I thought it was really boring. I hated it, so it sat around for about six months. So I took it into a completely different section, which worked much better. Just having that little bit on the front worked much better. Quite often, I have to put things aside and think about them if they just haven't worked. If you leave a little time, it's surprising how often you can come back and turn it into something. And I have to say, as a side note, I definitely agree with that part <laughs> for myself, for my own personal experience and me being an artist myself, that sometimes you, if you don't have, if you're working on something and it's not quite working right, just like, I'd be like, ah, I hate it. Just put it away for a bit, let it marinate, and then come back and see what you can do with it. I also thought that it was really interesting that she mentions that there used to be a 
second verse that was similar to the first. And so I'm assuming what she means is that there was a, a second verse that was like the verse that opens the song. With her hand in his hand, we were both happy again, which would have been interesting to ha- still have in the song. But uh, I'm also I'm glad that she put it away for a bit and was able to come back and turn it into something a little bit different. Speaking of a little bit different, to lead us into the next section of the show today, I have here a clip of a cover version of Between a Man and a Woman. I wasn't able to find it many any cover versions other than this one that you're about to hear this was released on Bandcamp with tm collective and the artist name on this is john and sarah so here's a clip of their version of between a man and a woman with her hand in his hand they were both happy again you started taking sides they started arguing he said it was her fault she said it wasn't at all personal thoughts on the song. So I'm going to be honest, I tend to skip this one when I'm listening through the central world. I feel like it, for me at least, it meanders a little bit too much and I'm unable to really connect to it. Unlike something like The Fog, which does meander, but it captures me and I'm able to like grab onto it and I have some sort of connection to what the song is about. However... I do like the production on this song. I've mentioned earlier that the song is one of her denser ones. And I think that's because of the cello from Jonathan Williams, because the cello is such a deep, resonant instrument and adds a lot of bottom end to the song. So I think that's part of it, why it feels so dense. And there's also a lot of vocals in there. I'm fascinated by the fact that it seems like there's a counter vocal going on. I mean, there's usually a lot of counter vocals in a Kate Bush song, but um, during the later half of the song, I can't quite make out what she's saying. And, but that's actually, wait a minute, the story of listening to Kate Bush hashtag there, um, where you know that she's saying something, but it's just kind of in the background and everything. And I also like the idea of the song. So, I like this idea of a song about the importance of staying out of a relationship that you're not actively a part of, that you trying to step in and maybe you think that you're trying to help, but instead you're, you're just making it worse. <laughs> that just kind of like, what you should really do is just, okay, these people are arguing, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say anything. And I know from my own personal experience that really that's the best way to go. Like, okay, just, just like, I'm at it, you know, just, just don't do anything. So 
I think that that's a fascinating idea. I think it's complex. And that's another word that comes up a lot with Kate Bush. And that you don't hear songwriters tackling that kind of subject in song. You don't hear about people writing about not being a third party and, and stepping in and thinking that you're helping and you're really just fucking things up. So I like that part. I like the idea of it. And I know that she probably wrote this specifically about a romantic relationship, but I feel like that could, that like this idea between a man and a woman that could apply for, could apply to friendship. It could apply to not even, not even between a man and a woman, but maybe between two men or two women or something like that. Like it could just be just between two people. It's a basic relationship. And there you go. Um, I just also wish that I wish that the melody was a little bit more sticky. Honestly, um, I feel like I listen to it and it kind of washes over me and I don't really remember it afterwards. So I don't have a lot of personal connection to the song, but I do find elements in it that I do really appreciate and really like. There are also some really good lyrics in here, I think. I was always confused actually about the first verse of the song where she says, with her hand in his hand, they were both happy again. You started taking sides, they started arguing. I actually had no idea that she was saying you started taking sides. I thought it was they started taking sides because just the way it sung, it sung very quickly. And I thought it was just, they started taking sides, they started arguing. Like, I just thought it was, I thought it was they for some reason. And then when I looked at the lyrics, like really looked at them and listening through for the show, I was oh, wait a minute, you started taking sides. They started arguing. So there we get, okay, we, we got the image of this happy couple. They're like, yay, everything's happy. And then maybe you have a friend or a relative and then they're, they're thinking that they're trying to help this, trying to help them with whatever the couple happens to be going through. And so they start arguing because maybe, maybe someone says, oh, no, no, he's wrong. You know, he, he was actually trying to do blah, 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 blah. And yeah, I know he said it was her fault. She said it wasn't at all, but the truth lies somewhere in the middle. I like that line when when the truth lies somewhere in the middle, feels like very, he said, she said, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, maybe he's a little bit right. Maybe she's a little bit right. Maybe the third party is a little bit right. Like, it's it's all just complex there. But the truth lies somewhere in the middle. I also like the next line, where angels fear to tread, you go rushing in. You know, fools rush in where angels fear to tread. Where even people, angels are like, okay, whoa, no, 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 no. We got something bad going on here. We don't want anything to do with that. Okay, so yeah, we are out of this one. So I like that. Where angels fear to tread, you go rushing in. Makes me think also of that that uh, phrase that I just said, where uh, fools rush in where angels fear to tread. So it feels to me like she's saying that the you, the third party, is a fool. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Uh, so I like that. I like those lines. Um, I think it's interesting. Later on, she says, every day and night I pray and pray that you will stay away forever. It's so hard for love to stay together. Oh, wait. Okay. Actually, no. Okay. Rewind a little bit. Rewind a little bit. Okay. Rewind. Okay. 
Um, so back to where Angel's Fair to Tread, you go rushing in. So that feels like it's addressing the third party. And then, when I, well, I had to tell you then, and now I'm telling you again, stay out of this. You must not interfere. Don't you see this is between a man and a woman? And there we get like a little bit of a shift. I, th- I feel like a slight shift in who is talking, which is another thing that comes up a lot in Kate Bush's songs. Like she shifts perspective quite a bit um, within her songs. And I almost wonder if the, well, I had to tell you then and now I'm telling you again, makes me wonder if that's one of the, th- one of the, the man or the woman trying to talk to the third party and saying, hey, no, you keep doing this. Please, please don't interfere with whatever's going on. Because then the next verse, every day and night I pray and pray that you will stay away forever. It's so hard for love to stay together with the modern Western pressures. I don't want to say it, but I had to tell you then. And I'm telling you again, stay out of this. Oh, I know you mean to help me. Makes me wonder, okay, is this the man or the woman speaking? Or maybe it's a mixture of both. You know, it's not really obvious if it's a man, if it's the man or the woman speaking. But I think it's definitely one of them speaking to this third party. Like, I, I imagine this this couple arguing. <laughs> maybe you're out and about in non-pandemic times. And if you are, it's with a mask, of course. You're seeing the people arguing. And then you're coming in and you're trying to trying to say, hey, what, what's going on? Oh, okay. Well, I wonder what, what, what's, what's going on. Oh, okay. Maybe what if you tried this? What if you tried that? And it's the the couple that they're they're facing the the third party and trying to tell them hey no 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 stay out of our business <laughs> um so i wonder if and then that I, I wonder which one is it the man or the woman or is it like both of them like one of them is saying maybe it's one of them is saying that verse with every day and night i pray and then the other is saying and then the man or the woman is saying but i had to tell you then and now i'm telling you again stay out of this so I like that shift in perspectives as well, which I found really interesting. It's not something I really noticed very much with the song before I before I came down here and started pressing record in Logic and recording this. And you know, let the pendulum I also like the let the pendulum swing between a man and a woman. Makes me think of well, if you're looking at a, an old grandfather clock and you just see the pendulum swing and it's like you're going between two sides, it's it goes two sides. You know, probably on one side is the man, one side is the woman, or one side is person A, one side is person B. And just like, okay, this pendulum, it feels like the pendulum is maybe the problem. And it's you're not your job to come in and try and fix whatever's going on. You need to let them deal with it. It's a lot of complexity, I feel like, within these lyrics and, and everything. And it's it's just, you know, yeah, it's a song topic you don't really hear people tackle very much. And it's probably because it's, you know, it's kind of a complex thing. I mean, humans are complicated. <laughs> and therefore, relationships are. Now, something I haven't really mentioned yet is the musical structure of this song. And you know me, you've listened, probably listened to this for a while and you know, oh yeah, she goes and she does her music nerd thing. Now, if this is your very first episode of Strange Phenomena, the music of Kate Bush and you're just coming in here, hi, 
I'm a music nerd. <laughs> and what I love to do is to also talk about the structure of Kate's songs, because I find them utterly fascinating because she's not somebody who's, you know, quote unquote, traditional musician. And I've brought that kind of thing up earlier in the episode with one of her, one of the quotes from somebody who worked with her. And she said that, oh, you know, they're, the musicians are lucky to get chord charts sometimes. You know, Kate Bush is not someone who went to school to, to learn how to compose. And these are the chords that go together and blah, 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 blah. You know, I've got some fine and dandy, but Honestly, I I know for me myself, I relate to the way that Kate Bush um, composes her music. And that is just going with a feeling. Or what if you put these two chords together that maybe traditionally don't really go together, but it sounds cool? Like, why can't you just do that? And one of the things that I've enjoyed about doing this show is taking her songs for the chords and the melody lines that are available, especially if you have a book like the Kate, like Kate Bush Complete, which by the way, is out of print, but I found it just very luckily in a music store somewhere in Northern Virginia, back when I used to live up there. And I got it for pretty cheap. And you can also find it online, actually. I'm gonna link to it in the show description, theworldofkatebush.com. And there, it's a Kate Bush fan who scanned every page from that. And honestly, I pull that up because it's really hard for me to try and keep a book open on the piano stand and also not ruin this book because you can't really get it. You can't get it anymore unless you get it on eBay or something. I also have a digital version of the Central World Songbook. So the Central World Songbook includes the vocal lines and then the chords above it for playing, if you wanted to play on guitar, there's no piano arrangement. They just kind of leave you to your own devices to do that. And honestly, that's the way I usually play songs. And what I've noticed about just playing on piano, her songs is that one, when you strip away all of the production, which is of course, wonderful. It, like the production tricks that Kate Bush can do is are absolutely phenomenal. But when it comes down to it, when you strip away all of the production, you're still left. You're left with something that is still very much her. And what I mean by that is, let's see. We've got we've got swoop. We got a swooping vocal melody. We've got interesting chords next to each other. The music nerd in me, I'm looking at just the sheet music for Between a Man and a Woman, and it's got a lot of slash chords and a lot of seventh chords. So slash chord means like, for example, B flat slash seven, that means you're playing a B flat chord on the right hand, but you're playing F in the left hand. So you're not sticking with the tonic, AKA the first note of the first note, you know, B flat, you're playing F. So it, it kind of adds it a little bit of tension there because it's not on the tonic. This is something that's gonna come up in the episode for this woman's work, which I've already recorded with Paul Tate. And he also is a music nerd like me. And so we nerd about that stuff all the time because it's just so there. So, you know, a Kate Bush song, it has the vocal, it has the swooping vocal melody. It's got a lot of seventh chords and a lot of root and a lot of slash chords. So there's a little bit of tension. There's always like, like a push and pull really within her songs. And sometimes you have chords next to each other that don't 
maybe not traditionally belong with each other. There's a little less of that I've noticed in this era and also on this song in particular. So this song has a really interesting structure to it because you got the first section with her hand in his hand. They were both happy again. You, you started taking sides. They started arguing. He said it was her fault. She said it wasn't at all, but the truth lies somewhere in the middle that's got this like jaunty thing to it. You know, it's this dun 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 dun, dun kind of thing to go into it. And then it goes into, it kind of keeps that a little bit. But then when it goes into where angels fear to tread, you go rushing in. Suddenly we get something a little bit different. And then for don't you, don't, that not don't you see, you're in the right. I'm looking at the wrong page. Um, all right, here we go. So, well, I had to tell you then going through to when she sings the title line has a completely different feel to it. <laughs> so you got your your first verse, that with your hand in his hand, they were both happy again. And then honestly, there's really not like a traditional chorus because I would consider where angels fear to tread, you go rushing in and that part up to the, between a man and a woman, I would consider that a completely different verse. And she just repeats the same like kind of chord progression. She's in F minor. So that's your the minor that's got the same four flats as A flat major. So it's got this kind of dark feel to it. So it sounds like it sounds like this, like yeah, that sounds kind of dark. <laughs> I also immediately started thinking of actually one of my other favorite '80s songs, which is in F minor, A Flash in the Night. If anybody knows that song, so yeah, this song. It, it starts with F, F minor, E flat, D flat, E flat. So that's like it's kind of a standard chord progression. But then the rest of the song is just going, just vacillating or, you know, swinging between like B flat and F minor, E flat, B flat minor, F minor, B flat minor. It just, it's just, you, she's taking these three, three or four chords and just kind of, repeated them but occasionally she'll have the b flat come before the f minor and vice versa and for the structure of the song it's it's very it's very meandering and you know quite a bit of her songs are like that and in this case there it's it's just going between these four chords and like just swapping one out for the uh, uh, swapping them out occasionally and changing them out but then always returning to but then returning occasionally but usually in unexpected places to the title line between a man and a woman so the structure of this song it's it's like there's no real like chorus to it <laughs> you know unless you want to count when she sings between a man and a woman because you can have a chorus like traditionally you can have a chorus that's just the title you don't have to or you could be like new order and you have a title that's not even in the song <clears throat> blue monday love vigilantes anyone something like that and playing this on piano and just coming up with my own thing because there are, are no there is no piano arrangement there really aren't for many of the sheet music productions reproductions of any of Kate Bush's songs. They just give you the vocal line and they give you the guitar chord and they just like, okay, I guess just kind of come up with your own thing. And that's usually what I do anyway. But I found this really haunting actually to play on piano. 
And I know I said that this wasn't a song that I really connected to in in any big way from the sensual world, but playing it on piano is very haunting and pretty. There's something about F minor. Like F minor just has this like has this darkness, this kind of tension to it. And playing this and just improvising over like the melody, making it very free flowing and everything, really kind of brings out another little something in the song that I'd never really quite noticed before. And it's just like I said, like it's the it's the tension, it's like the the buildup and and everything. It's it's the push and pull. It's the swinging. It's it actually mirrors the lyrics quite a bit. And I never really noticed that until I started playing it. And speaking of playing, here is yours truly improvising over the chord progression and some of the melody for Between a Man and a Woman. that about wraps it up for this week's episode of Strange Phenomena, the music of Kate Bush. There are no live performances to speak of, no other cover versions or remixes or anything like that. So we're done with another episode. We got another episode in the can. Oh my goodness. And as of note, uh, I didn't mention this at the top of the show, but I'm going to mention it now that we're wrapping things up here, that 
Hey, in case you haven't heard, Kate Bush has been nominated again for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So let's go vote. Let's hope she gets it. We got to get our girl recognition. Oh my gosh, yes. She'll be super excited about that. Super, super excited. And if you like what we do, you can follow me on Twitter at StrangeKateCast. You can follow me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Kate Bush Podcast. And you can email it's katebushpodcast at gmail.com. So it's a new address, katebushpodcast at gmail.com. Also, I have a Patreon. I have a Patreon called Deeper Understanding. Well, that's the feed for it. It's going to add extra content. You can go to patreon.com slash katebushpodcast and you can subscribe and everything. And also, please, reviews are always good because reviews help people find the show. You can leave a five-star review, hopefully five-star review. Though if you've made it this far, you obviously like me. You really like me. Yay. So those are the different ways. Oh, of course. How can I forget? The hotline. If you call 1-757-349-6369, that's 757-349-6369. That is my Google Voice number. And you can leave a message about your favorite Kate Bush song to be played on a future episode. Any thoughts about even even this week's song that you want to add? It could be played on a future episode. So yay, super excited. Also wanted to mention, if you're also really enjoying the sound of the microphone here, I want to thank AKG for being a proud sponsor of the Pantheon Podcast Network. And speaking of which, this show, Strange Phenomena, is now a part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, which is the podcast network for music lovers. Make sure you check out more episodes of this show, of course, and all the other fun shows that are on the Pantheon Podcast Network. All right. Well, I think that's definitely it now. Okay, we're definitely done here. So join us next week for a discussion of... Oh my goodness. You want to talk about a song that really gets me and probably gets you too, and that is Never Be Mine. It'll never be mine. Well, this episode will be yours. The episode will be yours. That thing can be yours, even if, you know, the other person will never be yours. But that's going to be next week. Looking forward to it, and can't wait to talk about that song and everything. And we'll see everybody next week. Bye! It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett. 
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at fantasy points. Fantasypoints.com code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 